Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Phoenix Nathalie And today we have the honor of having pop singer-songwriter Nomai. Atlanta-based artist Nomai is an artist whose talent knows no bounds. A combination of Colby Kaye, Dido, It's a Fice, wrapped in a positive folk pop that is reimagined. Though she's a classically trained singer, her sound spans across genres. Currently, Noma is collaborating with heavy hitters in the film, TV, and ad world from Atlanta, Nashville, and internationally. She is regularly releasing music on all streaming platforms. She is focused on her upcoming project, which will feature a more pop feel with a darker sound to follow. Easy to listen to with an emotional and substantive lyrics. She's one to watch on the upcoming pop singer-songwriter theme. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Noemi. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. Great, great. And how um, have you been doing during this whole uh, pandemic thing here? Um, I, not to, you know, minimize all the horrible things that have happened in the world, but it has actually been a, a great time for me and my family. I, ha- my, I had a baby in February, Ooh. and then wow. lockdown happened in March. And so... Um, my husband was home from work, and we just had a lot of um, desperately needed, much-needed family time together, and it kind of helped me um, recap. Like many people, I've heard story after story of people sort of recalibrating and mentally, um, ref- I don't know, getting refreshed and focused on what they want to do, and so it really helped me um, catapult into what is now my new career um, just because I had the mental space and the the ability to just stay home and say no to everything and think about what I want and start going after it. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question because, um, like you said, a lot of people had the time to, you know, reevaluate um, and decide what and who they are going to be in this life because of all the tragedy um, that we've had to face in the past couple of years. It's just mm-hmm. been crazy. Um, I know that like you, there are many people that I talked to that were just like, you know, they cut back work because they realized how much family time they were missing. And they're like, you know what, yeah. I can't do this anymore. You know, family's more important. Uh, there are artists that decided to be, you know, to rebrand themselves to say, you know what, mm-hmm. about charting, um, I want to be an effective player. That's, that's my whole spiel. I want to be more authentic. I want to be more real. I want to you know, make a difference out there in the world. Um, and yeah. you know, and it's funny because oftentimes people say, well, you know, this, people don't want to say, yeah, there's some good stuff that came out of it, but that's just the reality of things. Yes, the pandemic was yeah. ugly. People died. People are still sick. Um, but 
uh, with climate change, people, the, the animals were like, oh, we can go out here. We can breathe. There's nobody out <laughs> Yeah, right. Mother Nature was like, oh, yeah. There's good in everything. There's good, yeah. there's good in everything. So, you know, and, and I, you know, I took time to think about what I wanted to do with my life at the same, you know, I left my job and because I couldn't, I actually did get COVID. So, um, and I, Me too, and, yeah. and I, but I, I still have a lot of lingering effects. So, um, mm. but it really made you think about things. Um, so in your own career, what did you decide was going to be your main focus? How did the pandemic really change your thoughts on what you want to do with your life? Well, a lot of it was just an emotional sort of mental breakthrough of um, I feel like I've been kind of in hiding in terms of music and, and chasing, you know, a, uh, a career or, or a profession in the music industry. Um, I just hadn't really given it a true shot before. It had been like this imaginary sort of dream off in the future and something I'd always wanted to do and obsessively kind of dreamed about, right? But I never, I mean, for years, I literally didn't tell anyone. My own sister didn't know that I wanted to be a singer, songwriter. Um, It was kind of the thing I was most terrified of, if I'm honest. (laughs) Um, So it took a lot of years to get to the place of like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm still terrified, you know, but it's like, I'm just going to do it anyway, because life is short. And what if this is the thing I'm, I'm put here to do, you know? So, um, a lot of it was just a big mental shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously nobody's gigging, nobody's playing live or anything like that. So I would say, I, you know, and I have little kids at home. And so my career and like my approach to music is right. not a typical path and it's not a typical journey. And I'm just really like in my room working with people all over the world um, sending stems and just working together online and like doing rights over Zoom. And so, you know, we just kind of made made it work with staying home. <laughs> now, during the pandemic, did you live stream at all? No. Um, yeah, I spent a lot a lot of time learning and writing, and really, like now, I'm getting into the beginning of just releasing all the things I have built up on my computer. You know, there's so much music I'm eager to share with the world and have yet to. Um, you know, I've only just begun, so right. um, that's to come, but I didn't do a ton of that. It was really just writing, 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 writing during the pandemic. You have three kids, so how do you balance all of that, being able to, you know, care for the kids, obviously your wife as well. Um, I'm sure your husband is independent, um, but how do you balance all of that? <laughs> Music is, you know, being a mom is like a full-time job, and you've got three kids oh, in yeah. the industry is a full-time job. It's like 24-7, actually, just like just yeah. like being a parent. So how do you balance all that? Um, I will, I'm just insane. I mean, no, I mean, life is really, I never stop. I mean, I'm constantly doing something. And so um, luckily, like, if I share with my sisters or my friends, like, this is what my day-to-day looks like, they're like, that sounds miserable. Like, it's so busy. And I'm like, well... It's it's really not miserable because I love my children and I love I love music like I'm I'm obsessed with it hopefully in a good way, <laughs> in a positive way and um and so 
my children are sort of just a part of it. Like, the, you know, they're all, like, playing with the little – there are ukuleles strewn about throughout the house and, like, pianos and just random instruments. And so um, they're just – a part of it, learning kind of with me, watching me work sometimes, or just crawling on me while I try to work, like the same way a cat will, like sit on your keyboard. I feel like that's my children. Um, so, and then, you know, I'll be like cooking and mm-hmm. making dinner, and I will be thinking about, I'll like be writing. I'll just like be right. singing a melody or working on lyrics. And so I'm just constantly doing both of those things, and it's just very messy and imperfect. <laughs> but, um, I knew I didn't want to wait 20 years before I started. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? It's going to be messy and it's going to be imperfect. But if I don't start now, and even yeah. like the music I've already released and the music I'm writing now, it's like, you know, I I don't, I'm trying my best, but like, I don't know how good it is. And I just can't focus too much on the results right. because the then I'll never do anything, you know? It's like just do it and release it to the world and do another song and then try again and just keep going, and inevitably I'll get better. <laughs> and I think one of the things I was talking to my friend Nikki about is, I, is I, like, I don't believe in perfection. And I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things really bad in our world is that people are always trying to be perfect and everything. And I, there are songs that are fantastic, but I don't think there's anything that's perfect. And I think that right. for me... The, the more raw, um, the more real, the more authentic the song, the more mm-hmm. gritty the song is the song that I love the most. Like, even if there's, like, right. something funky with the person's voice or with the instrumentation, I just love that because that's just real. Even on a podcast, if something were to drop on the floor, that's real life. You know, nothing's perfect. Right. You know, we, we just don't sit here and then there's just silence and everything's just going to go right. That's not, that's just not real. It's just not life. It's debilitating. I mean, yeah, that's where, that's what I was. I was sort of, I was under that sort of shadow for so many years of like, well, if it's not going to be good, if I'm not going to like start day one and magically be so good and so perfect at this job, you know what I mean? Like then I don't want to try. And then like after so many years of not trying and being frustrated with my sitting on my own hands, it's like, Mm -hmm. I got to let go of this perfectionism thing. Like I got to just start. <laughs> it was driving me nuts. Exactly. Um, so how would you describe your music? That's a tough one because I am like truly ADHD. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I, my focus so far has been kind of writing. I mean, it's authentic to me because anything I write is going to come from, what I'm passionate about. And like, let's say we're writing on a certain topic or a certain theme, like it's going to be my perspective, you know, in that theme. So um, it's authentic. However, it's not one thing. Like I'm doing some happy, upbeat pop music and I'm doing some like dark cinematic, you know, moody stuff. And um, there's a variety because we're, I'm working in a couple different teams and our teams were kind of pitching it to, to sync and to film anything to picture. Um, and sometimes we're writing for briefs, um, for ads or some, some sort of specific thing like that. And I'm not releasing everything. So like I said, I kind of have a lot on my computer that the world hasn't heard yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's a variety, but um, I'm typically the the female vocalist, you know, on, on my work. And so not all the time, sometimes I'm just a writer. Um, right. And so, 
I'll have like a, I don't know, like in my bio, like a feist sort of like indie voice. I don't know. People keep telling me I have like an indie voice. Right. Um, or like a bright, uplifting sort of sweetness to my voice. And so, um, I don't know. I'm I'm too close to it. Like I'm just, it's just me and part of my body. So <laughs> I'm just listening to what other people saying about my voice. And I'm like, yep, that, that sounds fine. Now, do you work with a particular a publishing company or think or licensing company? Um, no, not in particular. Right now, I'm just all like one stop. I'm just me. I'm self-published in my own, you know, I came up with my own publishing company name. And um, and I have had couples, a couple songs signed to non-exclusive, um, mm-hmm. I think, agent, but not um, – there's not like a library or a somebody that represents me. No. So do you just, you know, you, you create a song because this is one of the biggest things that I, I did during the pandemic was do all these webinars and conferences on music. And there was a bunch of, yeah, I know me too. <laughs> thinking licensing. And um, so do have you, do you just, so for example, I was on clubhouse and this woman gave us all this information and I'm also with the guild of music supervisors. And so, oh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, so do you just find the different agencies and then just submit your music? Yes, it's actually, honestly, my head is so in the music that that's a part that I'm actually slacking on, <laughs> you know, like I need to pitch more and submit my music to more places, but um, I'm, I have so, I have a long list of things to finish um, Wait, no, I get it. kind of, yeah, I'm hoping and planning to finish this year with, like, I, for example, I have a 10-song pop sort of grouping and catalog that I'm working on with my producer, Anel Saucedo. She's from Mexico. She lives in Canada. And I've never met her in person, and she's, like, one of my – a bestie, you know? Like, we're just going to be lifelong friends. I love her. Um, and – which is another, like, great part of the pandemic. I'm like, hey, my friends are on the Internet. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so we're working on a pop project and then I have a, a couple other teams that we're doing like a sort of dark moody um, mm. indie acoustic sort of thing. And so we're going to work on groups of five songs and we just have, there's a, lot, a long list to finish. And then once I kind of can get that done, I am going to try to focus on pitching a little bit more, but there's, you know, I have a, a couple people that will are responsive to me and I can kind of reach out to. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of sort of agencies and libraries that I'm aware of. I just have yet to like spend the hours of submitting and submitting and submitting because it's its own job really. Oh yeah. You're, you're preaching to the choir. Um, you know, between, <laughs> between today and tomorrow, I'll send you the list of uh, companies that I'm, I know of that you can send to. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have that list. Um, what was it about the music industry that made you want to get into music? Um, was it a particular concert? Was it a TV show you watched? Were you like, whoa, I got I've got to do this. Um, that I've, I've heard people say the same thing and it's just, I feel like it's true of whoever does this as a career. Um, it, it's something I've like, it's it's almost not let go of me. There have been so many years in the past where I've tried to like work in different industries. And I was a Spanish, I was a high school Spanish teacher for a few years, you know, and like, 
Yeah, I've tried to do so many other things that aren't music. Um, and I just, the more I sort of ran from it and the more I tried to like avoid it because it's not easy, you know, there's no guarantee whatsoever. You're going to hustle and hustle and work and work and work and pour yourself into this creative work. Right. And there's no guarantee whatsoever. It's like you really have to love it. And so this, like I said, this is the one thing I was probably most terrified of. Like, um, mm. you know, I, my bio says that I'm like classically trained. So I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to go be an opera singer. And um, not to say that that's easy at all. It's its own difficult path. But for, for me, it was like there was at least a formula. There was a path to follow. You know, you go to school and you do these different programs. Right. And you just keep, it's still a hustle and grind, but like you just keep doing that. And it's a little bit, I don't know, it's not predictable, but I, what I thought anyway at that time. And um, being an independent singer-songwriter was like the thing that was too independent and too unknown and too scary, really. And so I feel like, um, I honestly feel like it was what I was put on earth to do now because I've tried so many other things. And it's the and it's like the music within me, right? Like the 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 song or whatever I have to say, and like just literally using my voice to just sing in my bedroom all day every day. You know, it's like this is what I was meant for, and I just needed to figure that out. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, one of the things in this lifetime is that it's never too late to decide what you want to yeah. do in life and just do it. This whole idea that you have to be a certain age and a certain look is crap. <laughs> I know. And that was another sort of lie I was believing for way too long was like, you know, I waited too long. I'm too old to start. And um, yeah, I'm all about just squashing all these lies this year. <laughs> Empowerment. Let's go. Amen. So we're going to play your song favorite. Tell us what that's about. This is like a happy friendship song. Um, yeah, kind of just like that ride or die friendship or relationship at, at all. Um, just real sweet. Like you're my favorite, no matter what you get me and I can be comfortable around you and I don't have to apologize and I can just be comfortable in my own skin around you. So awesome sauce. we're going to have a word from our sponsor and we'll play Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network.
People think you sound like Colby because you do. Still, yeah. you. <laughs> you, have that, you have that vibe. Let me just put it to you that yeah. way. Yeah. Vibe. Um, what is your songwriting process like? You know, how do you go about writing a song? Um, it depends. Sometimes, like if I, you know, have a scheduled co-write with someone maybe I've never written with before, we'll just start the process and bring maybe half ideas we have and just pick what we like and go with that. Or if we start completely from scratch, I'll just like get my ukulele and be like, Hey, this feels great. Or here's the piano and we'll just start organically like that. Um, Or sometimes, I mean, it's my favorite weekend activity, honestly, is to just let my kids play outside and sit with my ukulele and come up with a chord progression and think of melodies and just like, and then add words. And sometimes I'm in front, I'm like, learning a bit about production. I've learned enough about production to realize <laughs> production is hard. Um, <laughs> and, but I'm trying to get better. Um, and so I don't always get the hours to sit in front of my computer and really dedicate time to making my own song, which is why I work so well with other producers and friends of mine. Um, but I'll do basic sort of demo style stuff if I have the time and sometimes I'll just start with the sounds or the chord progression and then lyrics will come later or vice versa. I'll have a lyrical idea and then, you know, it's all just a different process every time kind of, but um, it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> That's why I'm so bad at promotion and so bad at like pitching because um, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Dishwasher dude was trying to call me. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life, like you said. That's um, right. Anyway, I'm sorry. That said, that's right. That this is life. Yeah, that's right. Anyway.
anyway, I love the creative process, and it's a little different every time, but it's just it's the easy part, honestly. The um, the the pitching and that whole side of it is, um, you know, I can I can do 20 songs in the time it takes me to like send those, song, you know, send a song out. It's uh, the writing process is really interesting for me. Like I, I create my best songs in the shower. Now I can never remember oh, yeah. what I'm saying. I can never remember. Um, people are, oh, you should have your cell phone um, by, by you know, near your shower and all that stuff. That's great and all of that. But sometimes I can remember, like, I'll repeat it, repeat it. I'm trying to create a gadget, waterproof gadget, um, that eliminates the shower sound, that you come up with the idea, mm-hmm. you press the button and just record. I don't want to have to yes, get up. That's, that's or, a good invention. You know what I mean? I'm going to do it one day. One day it's going to happen because, my God, I come up with some of the greatest. And I was talking to somebody else who says, you know what? The acoustics in the shower are amazing. And the thing is, you're so, I, don't, I think it also has to do with the water, but and um, you're so relaxed in the shower. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why a lot of people feel the same way that I do, that um, uh, that it's just a great place to come up with stuff. I mean, I, when I say I come up with the best stuff, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah. where is the weirdest place that you come up with a song? Like, for oh let me. Gosh, I gotta think about that. Let me give you an example. So I, I think this was the third, my a third or fourth album, and I was like, um, I needed one more song, and I was walking by a bus stop, and I saw a map, and so I decided to write a song based on the map. Well, it's funny you say that. Go ahead. Well, so like walking up and down the street with the stroller with my kids maybe or like out outside with the ukulele on my porch. It's like my favorite spot, but that's not very like interesting or weird. Um, and maybe this is sort of taking the conversation to a sad place. But I passed my my mom has passed away in 2012 and she, uh, you know, we I live in the same town I grew up in. And so um, I pass her cemetery often. And I'll kind of always glance over at, like, her little area, like, where her flowers are. And so um, that actually sparked a song I'm halfway done with now. I'm still working on it. And it was, like, um, I think the first line is, like, I keep bringing you flowers, and I wonder if you're noticing. And it was, like, oh, my gosh. It just, like, popped it. Some of these things, they just pop in your head. And I'm, like, okay, I got a lyric. And so – I'm kind of, I have so much other work to do, but I'm like a little obsessed with like, I just want to finish this song. I really like it. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And then I got my ukulele and now I figured out the pre-chorus and I just, I'm really excited to finish this one. How many instruments do you play? Um, I am, I, I am an embarrassingly bad instrumentalist. I mean, maybe it's because I went to music school and so then like I saw what real instrumentalists are like. (laughs) So when I say I play keys, I'm like, I don't actually, because I know what like real piano players sound like and they're incredible. Um, But yeah, so I play keys and I would like, I used to play for church, for example, and that would be like my instrument on stage. Um, And me learning the ukulele is really just that. It's me learning. And sometimes I'll try to track it if I want like this indie, um, I don't know, too much reverb and a mediocre at best ukulele playing. Like sometimes it works and it creates a vibe um, for like different songs I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, so I just, I'm get I'm learning the ukulele so that I can eventually hop over to the guitar, but um, 
I'm really pretty bad at it. It's more of like a tool for writing because I I know enough about what chords to play, but not too much that I'm like overanalyzing the music theory. Like I might on a piano, like I'll be thinking about the chord progressions too much. Whereas on a ukulele, I'm just like, oh, wait, what was that? I forget what I just played, but it kind of sounds cool. And like I might have happy accidents and I kind of like that for writing. Uh, what do you love most about being an artist? Oh, gosh. Just the fact that it comes so naturally, I think, like melodies. And that's actually my producer helps me get the name for my production company. It's Music by Melody Machine. She was like, you're just a melody machine. Because <laughs> I just constant. I mean, I'll sing things to my kids. I'm like, we're going to eat some bacon and eggs right now. Like, I'm just constantly <laughs> making songs. It's totally obnoxious. Yeah, it, it just comes naturally. So the fact that I get to be motivated to do more and more, and now I have people who want to work with me and want to push me to keep working, um, and I have them engaging with my music and engaging with the creative process with me, it's like I'm so enthusiastic about it. That's awesome. So piggyback on the fact that you you actually can play instruments. I can't. Like one time I I took lessons for um, to try to play the guitar, and I felt like a contortionist. I was like, uh, I like the guitar. Maybe, maybe another time. And then I bought, five years ago, I bought a smart keyboard, which is still in the box. Cause oh, no. Not, yeah, no, life happens. And uh, yep. like this year, I'm going to open the I still haven't opened it. But this year, I'm going to open the box. Because, you know, obviously, my vocals are my, is my instrument. But I, I think it's, it's key to know how to play something. <laughs> something. And yeah. How, it's been very uncomfortable, to be honest. Like, I am not, yeah. Like, I playing for church, I remember it was a few years ago now that, like, I said, well, I kind like, I understand how playing the keys works, but I'm really, like, mediocre at that point, you know. And I think I, like, auditioned for the church or whatever, and it was, like, I mean, I was not good. But um, it was sort of, like, a reason to get better. It's like they kept assigning me and kept giving me, Sundays to play and so it was like all right I guess I got to practice and I was sort of I kind of forced myself into practicing I just keep forcing myself into these uncomfortable play you know situations or like posting videos of me playing on the ukulele and things like that I have people encouraging me to keep going and doing these things that are not exactly comfortable to me so um hopefully it'll make me better in like 10 years (laughs) I'm sure you'll be phenomenal um, so you <laughs> yeah. sent us another song called Fraud, but when I clicked on yes. the link, but when I clicked on the link, it gave me Jingle Bells. What? That's weird. Let me, I, I mean, we can play Jingle Bells, but we can, I can resend it if you want. We're going to play, unless you want to resend it, because you can resend it to me and I can add it here, or we can play the Jingle Bells. It's actually the instrumental version. What the, okay, now that's a mess. <laughs> I clicked on it twice, and I was like, well, hey, she's really well, good. okay. Instrumental, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. It's up to you. I'll just send it really quick. I'll email what you emailed me earlier, and we can just keep chatting in the meantime. All right. All right. So I'll wait for that, and you send it to me. And that makes well, no sense. Chatting. So uh, <laughs> who, what artist, dead or alive, would you love to have or 
would love to perform with or collaborate with? Hmm. I mean, there's a whole lot of classics I can mention. I'll say like a new folksy one. I mean, not new mm. necessarily, but like uh, there's this band called Joseph and I'm a little bit like I love their music. It's just, I, you know, I grew up singing in choirs and things like that. And so, right. um, so it is just harmonies and folk, just I love their music. So I would say Joseph, which is funny because my friend actually opened for them, and I think they went on tour. So, um, yeah, they're like in Portland, I think, or they're up in Northwest, but um, I love their music. Awesome song. Now, <laughs> should that question. work? I just sent you the thing. Yeah. Next question, I'm going to ask you your opinion on the whole mm-hmm. uh, Britney Spears thing. You know, my, I'll give you my little two cents on this whole thing. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's quite sad. It's very sad. When you, if you look at the, I haven't looked at the documentary. I've just been following um, different things. Yeah, online. I kind of live under a rock. So I need to give you, I need to, I actually am like eager. To, I'm like, I, only, I know a little bit about it. And I'm like, want to go watch the documentary, but I really don't know enough give so teach me <laughs> i'm gonna teach you um yeah basically uh what happened 13 years ago can you imagine 13 years ago uh Ugh. you know yeah. britney Spears had a mental break okay mm-hmm. she had mental breaks all the time she had a mental break she saved her head i don't know if you remember that and mm-hmm. so that's when her father and I guess other family members decided that they were going to take control of her life. Okay. Because of that incident. Um, so then mm-hmm. the father and some other people became conservators on, uh, in regards to her life, that meaning that they controlled everything. So basically mm-hmm. the documentary showed you that they control really a lot. She gets a $2,000 yeah. Obviously, Most of us would love that. Um, she has to wear an IUD. They don't want her to get pregnant. Yeah, that's nuts. She can't get married. They put her on meds, this, that, and other. She's really restricted on something that she did 13 years ago. Obviously, we don't know everything. If there had been other incidents, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the thing was 13 years ago. So she actually came out recently and just wanted to be honest that she's been depressed. They won't let her live. She wants out of the conservatorship. And so yeah. recently, I think the judge denied something. Oh, geez. One of, the, one, of the, one of the people on the conservatorship thing has decided to resign, and the judge is allowing that, but they're allowing her father to stay on. Now, this whole thing is just is disgusting. And I read this morning that the court-appointed attorney for her um, can charge her up to $10,000. She what? They give so she had a Las Vegas residency. I mean, she's she's a multimillionaire. Yeah. And it seems that her family and all these other people are taking advantage of her, of her money and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so um I was telling somebody recently if she had been a man they would never have done any of that. That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. with all the TikTok and the cray-cray that we see uh, in our social media, on, on the Internet and stuff like that, that would mean 
everybody in the whole wide world would have to have a conservator to put to be put on a to have that conservatorship for 13 years is totally ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, yeah, it's crazy that this even exists. Like, so I mean, what, a little bit. The, what you're telling me is like the little bits that I know about it. I want I want to find out more if that even mm. if there is any more to know. But it's like shocking to me that this is even a thing that is happening. Yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. an adult. I don't know. Yeah, and so she's it's come insane. out. It's so tragic. Yeah, and she's come out and said, "Well, which I was thinking too." She says, I, "I may just not perform anymore because it's just it's ridiculous. It's putting a whole. She she's had a steady boyfriend. He wants to marry her. He wants to have kids with her. Um, it's just it's truly tragic. It's just truly tragic. It really and is. Yeah." They free Britney. Okay, we're going to play fraud right now. I got it. Okay, cool. Just see my beauty and the fence. 
Great song. I could hear that. Oh. I could hear that in a film or a TV show or documentary, something. I could hear it. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. That's kind of the goal. Um, it, it didn't start as the goal. It really was like a personal song at first, but um, I'm really happy with how it turned out. So what is one of the hardest things that you're learning about the music industry? Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like an industry thing. It's a me thing. <laughs> I mean, okay. there's like plenty. It's really just the relentless um, – belief and enthusiasm that I have to have to keep going. You know what I mean? It's just really, really easy to look to the left and right and compare yourself and to compare your progress or your looks or your likes or all of that stuff. Right. And it's, it's, you just can't control the results. I can't control the results. I don't know if people are going to like it, but like I've got to do what I love and, be brave enough and bold enough to send it out to the world right. and let them judge and then not think too hard about it and just keep going, you know? And so I've sort of reached that point where um, not to, I mean, I have all those days of like self doubt and ups and downs right. and things like that, that still happens. But um, I sort of have this inner commitment of like, I'm just not going to quit, you know? So um, I don't know if that's an industry. It is in, you know, uniquely this industry is like it or anything creative is like there are no guarantees whatsoever there's no clocking in and clocking out you just keep going and hope it works you know amen to that um this is a very <laughs> tough 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 industry but the bottom line is that if you believe in yourself you can, and anything mm-hmm. is there's nothing there's no impossibility yeah. in the in the belief and love for yourself because if you put out if you create music and you put all your love into it that's what you're going to receive and then and the one thing is that um if you're in this industry you have to understand that music is extremely subjective and not everybody's going to like what you do and there's going to be a lot of people that you do you just have to keep doing your thing and just be, be you know proud of the fact that you are doing something that you love because people struggle with that all the time what is one Mm -hmm. quote or message you like to live by Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if I have like a quote. I mean, and that changes. I kind of have instead of um, yearly like New Year's resolutions or whatever, I'll have a yearly like what, you know, what's God saying to me? Like what's the thing that I need to growth in? And so it changes year to year. Um, And this year, Honestly, I feel like the my theme is just like just keep going. You know, don't think too much about it. And my husband is a really great support in that because he just I don't know how, but he just does not care what people think. <laughs> and I do plenty, you know, and so he's just constantly grounding me and he's like stop worrying so much, you can't control things, just do the, you know, wake up and do it again the next. Um that just might be my phrase, you know, it's nothing profound really, but just keep going is is my my theme this year. Amen. And that's a good theme. We all need to keep going. Well, no, my, mm-hmm. thank you just being on chatting with Nat. It has truly been an honor. And I will send you that information for all that licensing stuff. But I, even I have to get, ugh, that's on. Uh, yeah, my... I know. We need more hours in the day. <laughs> 
I mean, for real, we do. Because, oh, my God, if you saw my list, you would cry. I, uh, me too. <laughs> we need to get, get to it. Yes, everybody needs to follow you, listen to your music. It's nomai.music on Instagram, and she has a link tree. No my music. Uh, yeah. Definitely check her out. Thanks again. And eventually, let's do an Instagram live. I would love to do that with you. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thank it's been fun. Thank you, and have an awesome day. You too. Thank you. And that was Chatting with Nat with pop singer-songwriter Nomai. Check her out. Until next time, this was Natalie Jean Jean on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.